Love bombing. Yep. Manipulation. Check. Gaslighting. Uh-huh. Wow. I guess we really weren't the only ones. You got that right. Welcome to The X-Files, a new spinoff of X-Wives Undercover. Now we're sharing your stories of love gone wrong. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but more importantly, we stand together. This podcast includes discussion around sex addiction, domestic violence, stalking, physical violence, and suicide. Please acknowledge that this content may be difficult. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome back. I'm Amber. And I'm Athena. All right, girl. You ready to do this? Let's do it. Season 4, Episode 6, His Secret Life. After discovering Justin with another woman on Instagram, I called him and of course I was crazy and I had no idea what I was talking about. Totally the normal lingo from him, but I decided I'm gonna message her. I said, just so you know, that guy you're running around with is married. He has a baby and a son. Of course, she never responded and I wasn't surprised. I think at that point it was like, oh shit, we've been caught. And I think for them, it was more of what's our next move. The next week was the 4th of July, which fell in the middle of the week. Justin said he wanted to take our son camping. I thought it was a little strange, just the two of them, but whatever. He said he would be back early Saturday morning and they were leaving Thursday. And I did what any good mother would do and checked in. His behavior was off. So then I call Friday morning and I wanted to talk to our son. He told me he was playing with his friend over in the distance and he couldn't get up. Okay. So I try calling later in the day and his phone's going right to voicemail. And I know in that area the service isn't great, but I didn't think it'd go right to voicemail. And I knew we had a friend that would live close by and he told me that they were going to go to his house Friday night for dinner or meet him for dinner. So when I didn't hear anything, I even reached out to our friend and said, hey, have you heard from them? No, I heard that he was going to be in town when he reached out to me last week. But after that, I haven't heard a single word. So now, like, suspicions were way high. And I'm over at our friend's and I said, do you think maybe this girl is with him? And everyone had the same response. Surely he would not be taking this girl around your son. It's like, yeah, you're right. He wouldn't be that dumb because he would tell me. Holy shit. <laughs> I I feel the, some kind of way about this because I felt the same way with Brandon. I remember thinking that same thing. I'm like, I know Avery, you know, I've been alerted to her, but he's always with me. And even when he's not with me and he's picking up Sydney, he's with Sydney, for God's sake. Like, He's not, he would never do something like that. That There's no way, and Sydney is a huge blabbermouth. There's no way she wouldn't have said something. So I understand what you're thinking at this point. Him always being a mama's boy and kids not knowing the difference. I'm like, ah, you told me. Like, he would never be that stupid to do something like Yeah, well, he was having Sydney do that from the age of three or four years old. Yeah. So he groomed her as soon as we were divorced and living separately. He groomed her from that point on because he was definitely bringing around multiple women he was dating. 
COVID uh, before Amber. So yeah, it's just and that still makes me sick to my stomach. That it was still now. That's one thing I can never get past. Is that like, how did you do that to him? They didn't return on Saturday, like he said, so I start calling different campsites in the area asking if anyone has reservations with his name, and absolutely nothing. I called the sheriff's office in that area, and they said I was literally going to have to wait a bit longer before I could file a missing persons report. By Sunday, around 1 o'clock, I get a Facebook message. From who? The other woman. She was responding to the message I had sent a week prior. You mean I was right? And she says, he's not the guy I thought he was. And I said, well, can you call me? And she says, I can't. I'm with them right now. Oh, damn. I just have to throw that in there. I would explode, Amber, right? Oh, I would explode. No, and just that anticipation of waiting. Like, okay, get where you're going. Call me now. So your hands are, like, shaking. You can feel your heart. It feels like you're heart's gonna come through your chest mm-hmm. oh i know that too well it's like yeah worst feeling you want to know but you don't want to know but you do want to know <laughs> so you're just oh my god let's just get this over with just yep. what do you got to say yep so i asked her i said did you go on the camping trip with them to the river and she says no they came with me with my whole family with my son and my parents my cousins like aunt and uncle like their whole family. And that's when I think I about lost it. And she proceeded to just say like, we'll be back soon. As soon as they drop us off at home, I'll call you. I don't want to keep messaging you right now. I don't want him to get suspicious. Sure enough, she called within minutes. And I started asking questions right away. And the first thing I wanted to know is if they had sex. She just gave me this near insulting laugh like, yeah, of course. I asked how many times, and she said, in a week or in the last year? He's been my boyfriend since last June. Excuse me? Like, June 2017? She said yes, and I died. I absolutely died. We were in July of 2018. How is this possible? He lived a double life for over a year while I was pregnant, while I had a baby. I kept up the house, I cooked dinner every night, laundry was always done, I worked full time, I attended my son's school events, I always maintained myself and my appearance and to make sure I never let myself go. We seemed to always have a regular sex life. I felt like I was just gonna puke. There's no way to keep track, he's been my boyfriend for the last year. We we hook up multiple times a week, we spend every weekend together. I didn't even know what to do. I just remember thinking, you hear stories of this all the time. How the fuck did this just happen to me? But then everything made sense. And that's what I told her. And I said, didn't you know about me? Oh my God, my life was a fucking joke, a complete lie. Let me just list everything he told her. Number one. He didn't know if he was the father of the baby. He thought I was having an affair. He went the whole pregnancy not knowing if she was his. That's why he couldn't get too excited. This is a complete joke because I had always been faithful and all my bosses had been female until recently with the old short ugly guy. 
Now let me backtrack a moment why this story really got my blood boiling. When I met Justin, he told me he had a daughter, and she was almost a year old. And he gave me this whole story about how awful his daughter's mother was. He also told me it was hard to get excited for that pregnancy because he wasn't sure if that was his baby. And he told her how we'd been split up for months and, you know, I'd even found somewhere to live, but I refused to leave our house, that I didn't want to leave, that I was trying to hold on to him and corner him and that I just wouldn't let go. Damn, that sounds familiar. Amber, isn't that what he said about me, Brandon or Ben? That's crazy. Oh, yeah. You name it. It's very familiar. <laughs> it's like almost identical. It, yeah, I was I mean, clinging on to him. I He, he just know, wanted to divorce you. And, and then you got so mad that you went and charged up $100,000 as revenge. I it's tricked so him into bad. getting pregnant. I know. Was there something triggering that happened at during the camping trip? Because, like, she didn't respond to you. She proceeds to go on a camping trip. And then out of the blue, she's calling you going, yeah, he's not what he says he is. Like, what happened? She, I, yes, and I'd actually asked her that. I said, well, what's making you reach out to me now a week later? You know, I said, why didn't you say anything at the time? And she said, well, I went back and forth on it. And then while we've been driving home today, I've just watched his behavior and things about him. And he told me that he's done and doesn't know if he could do this anymore and the right thing to do is to come and tell you about everything and she told me that even in the time they had been together which sounded so funny to me that he had done things to her that he was dishonest about number two my son had been going around her since september 2017 while i was still pregnant my mom surprised me and flew in for my baby shower. They were gone the Saturday she flew in. Why? Because they were with her. Number three, the baby's first Christmas, which I thought was so good. He left us that night to go to her family's Christmas and take her gifts. Mind you, he got me a pair of slippers. What a good Christmas it was. The baby's first Christmas and it was just, it was such a nice day. He had grabbed my hand and we were driving. He's like, let's have a little nightcap. I said, I don't think we have anything at the house. And um, he's like, well, I'll go to the liquor store. I said, it's Christmas. There's no liquor stores open. And we live in a county that's a dry county. So you have to go to a county around you. So he had this all planned. He's like, no, I found a Specs over in Pearland, which is the next town over. I looked and they're open. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, they open at eight. Okay. So it would take him about 20, 25 minutes to get to where he's going. And sure enough, he called me. He's like, they're not open. I'll be headed back soon. Well, what did he do? Her family had their family Christmas that night. So he went over there and took her her gifts and had a little bit of FaceTime with everyone and got to see her for Christmas and then came back home to us. Did you feel like Kendra was being honest with you and could you sense that she was hurt uncovering all of this with you because it sounds like she was being very honest and in reading it I believe what she was saying to be true I mean a year's time how could there not be feelings and how could she not be hurt I mean did you get a sense of that I believed everything she said because everything she was telling me fit how was he how he was 
Number four, every weekend he lied to me and said he was fishing with his ex-stepdad. He was with her and he would see her several times a week. Number five, he told her I already found a house and was already supposed to move out and didn't know why I was still there and that I was refusing to leave. Number six, she started seeing someone else from January through March. This also happened to be the same time that he was spending more time with me. Well, he got pissed off. He called the guy and talked shit to him like she was the one cheating. Oh my, really? He was getting real controlling when he would ask her like, who are you talking to on your phone? What are you doing? It was like they were truly in a relationship, but yet he was so stupid to not realize he was in one and he was getting pissed off at this side bitch and he was doing the exact same thing to me. <laughs> it just totally reminds me of um, Brandon too, Athena, do you remember here? Like it's, first of all, it's very odd to hear someone call your husband their boyfriend. That's the weirdest thing going on. He's not your boyfriend. Stop saying that. He's my husband. That like, was it's just weird. But then like when he was cheating on or when Deanna moved on and he's like, you're cheating on me. I was like, dude, yes. you're cheating on your wife. <laughs> like, you know what else? It also reminds, heck? it also reminds me of when he would bounce between you and Avery and yes. he would start a fight with one of you. Oh, right. So that he could just bounce out and hang out with the other one. Oh, yeah. But mostly he did that to Avery. I remember she said he'd always start something and then he would just ignore me. And that was his, my punishment. But really it was because, no, he just had to go be with his wife. Yeah, yeah totally. Number seven. They had already talked about marriage and having a baby. Now I'm really going to have to laugh at this one. At this point, we had been together for nine years and had two kids together, and we were still not married. Marriage and the ring were always dangled over my head. How dare you? It's just disgusting to me. Like, it's just, it feels so invasive when you hear another woman saying, oh yeah, we were gonna get married and have babies. I'm like, ugh, twist the knife a little bit. It's just. Like, like, like what a piece of shit he is for saying something like that. How horrible. And I thought about it, him saying that to her, and it made sense. And I saw that in a message to him. The night that everything went down, I saw that he was still messaging her on Instagram. And I looked at it and she said, you told me we were going to get married and we were going to have a baby in the next year. And I was like, what? You have this baby here that you're not even acting like a father to. You have another daughter you have like barely any relationship with. You've been with me for nine, 10 years at this point, And you still have not put a ring on it. You're lucky that I've been referring to you as my husband because you're a piece of shit that can never commit. But yet you want to tell this fly by night whore that you're going to marry her and have a kid. Like you got to be kidding me. Number eight, there were a few times our family was out of town together and he would either tell her I wasn't there or that I had a separate room and we didn't drive together. Number nine, she refused to let him wear a condom. So while I was pregnant, I got a bacterial infection. Guess who that came from? His sperm and her dirty you-know-what. Number 10, when he came to get the baby and I from the hospital, my car was there because I went into labor at work. He had to get dropped back off at the hospital and this woman dropped him off. Number 11, 
While I was at work, he and my son would go over to her parents' house and swim with her and her son. I passed by her parents' house literally every single day to drive to work. To and from every day. He was working shift work. Then he got laid off because he was missing too much work. So then at this time he wasn't working. He was over there hanging out with her during the day when I was at work. I could have seen his truck at her parents' house. I could have seen them out and about the places they were going shopping, the places they were having lunch, because I would go over to those places when I would take lunch. I could have ran into them. Number 12. One weekend, he told me he was going to a bachelor party for his friend's brother. Again, the whole thing was completely suspicious. No, he was out with her and her friends. He was out with her that night. He's 38 at this time, and she was 22. And they're at some little, like, teeny bopper fucking club. And... Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love listening to it. This is a scorned woman, clearly. I mean, it was like one thing after another, and everything that she said started adding up and adding up. Number 13. For her birthday, he made us rush home from a family event we were all at so that he could leave us to go out to some dinner with her. Oh, and that year, he didn't get me shit for my birthday. Number 14. All of her friends and family were on his Facebook, and that's why he wouldn't act like he was in a relationship with me. Number 15. People we know started seeing them out together and didn't tell me. I've been the biggest Garth Brooks fan since I was a little girl. He was opening and closing Rodeo Houston that year. So when I saw he was going to be at the rodeo, I was like, we have to go. And he was like, for sure. So that first night, I was like seeing everyone's videos all over social media. And he goes, I promise we'll go the last night. I was like, okay. So it comes around. And sure enough him and our he takes our son and leaves me at home and then comes up with an excuse why he can't take me because of the baby because of this because of that and i remember crying and he was sending me videos of our son having fun but come to find out they went because her parents bought the four of them tickets they were taking her son and my son to all this stuff for nearly a year like they were a family just to touch on that with the children i mean how unfair and cruel to the to the both boys would she even have the nerve to tell me that she's like he thinks he my son is hurting from this is gonna hurt from this too because he thinks he has a new best friend and now his friend is out of his life and i don't know what to tell him was like looking through her instagram after this they were buying these boys matching outfits and like all of that shit, like they were siblings. There was so much and it was sickening. It would, it literally made me sick that it was like, I cannot believe all of this has been going on behind my back. Number 16, she told me how jealous he would get of her and if she had any other guys. She said that one time there was something suspicious with him and her friend's sister, but he denied it and it never added up. And number 17, He even went to her Christmas party with her. And as soon as they got here, I went outside and I let my son come inside. And he was out there and it was just him and I. And I said, you're the biggest piece of shit. 
and I confront him. I said, what the fuck is wrong with you? You've been with her. I told you, you had something with Kendra. I told you, I suspect this months ago. I gave you so many times to come out and be honest and come clean and you refused to do it. And that's when he told me, he's like, she's lying. She's lying about everything. I said, I know she's not lying because too much made sense. She's just mad because when we were driving back today, I was ending everything with her. And so she's trying to get back at me because her coming to you and telling you everything, she's making everything bigger than it is. Because if she pisses you off even more, what are you going to do? You're going to turn around and leave today. And then her and I can be together. And I know you believed it or do believe it. And I know she reached out to him afterwards. But I think that he played you guys just like Brandon did to Amber. Oh, yeah. Don't you, Amber? Yeah. 100%. 100%. Not that even a doubt. There was parts of me that believed it. And there was parts of me that didn't. And I think the part of me that didn't believe it is like, no. Like, fuck you. And that's like, Taurus, what kind of woman are you? I, and I told her, I said, I wouldn't even consider you a woman. She had a younger cousin that lived with her that was like a little sister. And she started following me on Instagram at this time and friended me on Facebook. And apparently she was doing it so she could watch me. So she was watching everything and could see everything. And yet you never question anything? Like, or you never try to come to me? That to me was like, mm, your story sounds like bullshit a little bit. I was like, who knows about this? Like, like you've been fooling so many people. So ballsy. And small town, right? The same town? Pretty small town, yeah. Crazy. They had a lot of friends that were intertwined, and I didn't realize how many friends we had intertwined. You need to end this. Like, you need to do the right thing, and you end it. You either end it with Sadie, or you end it with this one. But you, you can't have both. And so he had said he'd started realizing how much he'd already missed out on with our daughter and what he was doing to our family, which I think is bullshit. I think he couldn't keep up with his lies anymore. I was catching on to too much and he had no choice. He was back into the corner. Well, like they always say, like, if you catch a man that way, it's going to yeah. come back and it's going to yeah. happen to yeah. you. Yeah. But with her, you know, on the flip side and in her defense, she was so young and we don't know what he was feeding her brain. And it, I just remember being that young and just being so easily just manipulated. Yes, exactly. And even as a grown adult, I got manipulated. And so yeah. you just have to think like he was very ballsy, just like Brandon, but it's, it'll amaze you that a lot of people don't want to get involved. They might know like he's been cheating on you, but they'll see you in your face and they don't want to get involved. They don't want the wrath of that person. So they just won't say anything. So then you, when you find out, you feel like such a fucking idiot because you're like, all these people knew and no one said anything. She didn't even reach out to me. And That's for exactly. whatever reason, they like to keep everyone apart. And so I'm sure he made Kendra feel like she couldn't reach out to you for whatever reason. That's why she was stalking the social yeah. media to try to get information. Yes. It's all very, you good know. Point. Totally good point. Yeah, he played both sides. He was watching my every move so quickly he told me that she was always worried that he was going to come back to me she was always saying making comments like oh you don't really want me you want that snooty wine drinking bitch or would make comments like hey that's me <laughs> I, I'm like, Excuse me. <laughs> she would make 
comments. I guess like, it could be me too, if you're thinking from Avery's perspective. <laughs> yes. I was like the snooty bitch too. I feel like this is identical. It's so similar, right? No. And then she made comments about like, why would you want to leave this and go back to that? She even was insecure about the kind of mom I was. She would try to keep up with me as a mom and try to portray herself like she was the same type of mom. Another young behavior, but I'm sure he told her what a horrible person you were. Just terrible things about you. Just like he did to you with her and just definitely put you guys against each other. These are the bigger things that stick out, but I think back to that time and so much makes sense now. I always knew something was off, but could never pinpoint it. At back to school time, I went to my son's parent-teacher conference and I remember his teacher telling me, did you know that your son said the strangest thing the other day and I just thought I would bring it up to you? He said his dad has a girlfriend and sleeps on the couch. I was mortified. I didn't even know what to say. I just mumbled, well, he works shift work at the plant, so sometimes he'll come in and just go to the couch so he doesn't mess with me. I don't know about the girlfriend stuff. Kids say the weirdest things. Come to find out, Lord have mercy, it was all true. I was so heartbreaking to the core, but what really got me was involving my innocent child. I have tried to teach him from a young age to be a good, honest boy, how to treat girls and women, and his dad was undoing all of this behind my back. Even like confiding this teacher, he was just talking like a kid, the kind of stuff I thought he would ramble on and do at home and was like just joking was like oh yeah my dad has a girlfriend sleeps on the couch and so she had told me in passing when we we're leaving oh he said the funniest thing the other day and tells me what he said and i looked at her and said is that girlfriend and it was like how stupid can i be now that was like nothing even triggered that like hello he's been gone every weekend like nothing triggered it did you ever have, you know, a sit down one-on-one -on -one with your son just to talk about what happened and get things out in the open about covering for his dad? Cause I know we had that sit down with Sydney about you don't have to, you know, keep anything from us anymore and whatnot. Did you have a similar conversation at all? Oh yeah, it took a little bit in the first few weeks, I think back to that time. And I felt like I was legitimately like clinical, like crazy because I was just a basket case. And I remember sitting down with this poor innocent little boy, I'm like, why were you lying? And it was funny because Justin wanted to be around when I did for have these conversations, but it was still like he wanted to control the narrative. And it's like, no, you don't get to say so. You're not gonna help him cover for this. And, you know, he's like, well, daddy just always told me to say like we were with friends because his dad was smart and always knew, like, and I was like, oh, what'd you guys do? Like, you know, who were you guys with? And it was never, ever any, like, being nosy or digging for business. That's just always me. It's just like when I pick him up from school, how was your day? How was this? How was that? That's just in my nature. And so I guess he'd always just kind of, he started to program him and teach him, like, just tell your mom, like, we're with friends. And like, that was it. It was always like, we're with friends. Like, you never say names. And his dad always just felt like he was never teaching him to lie. And I told him, I said, but you were teaching him to lie by omission. And 
you're bringing him around. So then I had to have this conversation of, she's not your best friend. When you're married and you have children, you don't go on trips with other women. You don't sleep in beds with another woman. And my kid doesn't even understand 95% of what I'm saying. So trying to have this conversation was so hard and stressful. But my heart was broken because I felt like my relationship with him was so damaged. You shouldn't have to have that conversation with, well, I say he was seven at this time, but it started when he was six. With your seven-year-old child, like they should be innocent. Like they should have no part in this. It's like, how dare you drag him into a situation like this? Now I have to explain things to him that he shouldn't have to know. And I'm trying to teach him to be the best human possible and that lying is bad. And then behind my back, you're undoing everything I'm teaching him. That just pisses me off. And I know how you feel. It's infuriating. And I know I say this often, but you just want to explode out of your skin because it's just so unfair that our children are dealing with it and that their own father has done that to them. And then just navigating your way through what's right, what's wrong, and what to tell them and what not to. And you don't want to mess things up worse. And then you don't know if they're old enough to even hear these things. And you kind of want to defend yourself, but you know that's probably not the right thing either. It's just one of the most horrible situations I've been put in. So I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Thank you. And you feel like you can't win. And you think that, like, I would think back to the childhood I had in the last thing I just always remember as a mom, as long as I've been a mom, I always wanted to be the best mom. I never wanted my kids to turn into adults and have scars like I had. I never wanted my child to say, well, why didn't you leave mom? Or why didn't you leave dad? I didn't want them to grow up with a bunch of yelling and screaming. I didn't want my kids to endure some of the things I went through. And then all of a sudden, right before my eyes, something that I had no control over is happening. And that broke my heart because you were, you're creating these scars and things in him that could be avoided. Things went back and forth for a few weeks and got really ugly. And about a month later, we decided to work through it and see if we could wholeheartedly make this work for our family. At this point, he had missed out on so much with our daughter the first year. He really needed to make up for lost time. I made him block her from everything and get rid of Snapchat. It was just going to be so hard to trust. I mean, extremely hard. There were days where I wondered why I was even doing this. I didn't deserve it. She would send messages from blocked numbers and naked pictures, but I guess she finally gave up and moved on to her next victim. So I think you said that somewhere at this point, it's, it's around 10 years invested in Justin and lots of ups and downs. So here's the, the question. People are all going to want to know. So with all the cheating, all the lying, all the abuse, you still stayed and decided to work things out for another four years in, until you finally were just enough was enough and done with this. So. Help us understand the thought process and why you weren't quite ready at that point to say, I'm done. 
one more pride. It was fully pride. There was no way that I was going to let him walk out on me and go and live with her and have this life with her when they just destroyed my life. And how dare you guys get to be happy. And now I have to sit here and pick up the pieces of my life. Just chaos is the only word for that next month from July 8th until August 3rd. It was just chaos. Her sending messages and nude pictures, trying to get him to come back. I would drive by her house when I was at work because I saw some of our stuff of hers in their driveway. And, you know, she called the police and told them I need to stay away. There was so much desperation, but I didn't know what to do. And the only thing I finally came up with when him and I finally had this discussion was that I felt like we could finally give our family a fair chance. Now, our daughter being eight months and you would not change the diaper in this time, you would not really held her and been a part of our family. Are we finally going to give our family a fair chance? And I remember having a talk with him saying, you know, there's people that come out better on top. I mean, they come out better. They come out on top after situations like this. You know, a lot of times they have to get to points like this in the relationship, but they overcome it and they're more solid. And I wanted to believe in my heart that that was going to be us. I really did. I started going to counseling myself because I felt so emotionally unstable. My heart was just ripped to pieces and I tortured myself more. I would ask him a thousand questions and I'd want to know every detail. And before long, I'm like, well, no wonder he didn't want me. Like they'd have fun together. She was like all these things he told her I wasn't, but yet she was insecure about me. And it was like that 80, 20 thing. I don't know if you guys ever heard that. That's usually when they leave you for another woman, you're 80% that they want, but you're 20% that they're not. And they go and find that other person. It's the 20% you're not. And if we, it was truly that situation, but then all of a sudden I caught myself trying to be her. I wanted to be like what she was and I was upset with myself because then I was losing myself more and for a while it felt like things got better he would post about us on social media he finally would post pictures and but as time went on I could never get past my son I couldn't get past him and I tried for so long and he, I remember him telling me, you're never going to get over this. And I said, I will. And I tried forgiving him. And there was times I did better than others, reading different books. But at the end of the day, I knew I was never going to look at him the same. I knew I was never going to. I knew I would never fully trust him again. And then especially when you start to see the same patterns come up, you know, two years down the road, three years down the road, where he's acting like it's just him and our son again. And there's no pictures of my daughter and I. It's like, what am I investing everything for when you don't even care about your family? And the truth of the matter is, did you even love him at this point? No. Right? 
So it's like you're so hurt and you're like, you know, I don't even fucking love him. (laughs) Why am I holding on so tight? Yeah. It's like a competition. So nobody else has him. I would always look at her Facebook and I would see like she started dating somebody like so soon after. And then she got married to a guy like six months later. And then I would see her life and all of a sudden she seemed like genuinely happy and she had all these things I'd ever wanted. I'm like, how does my life still suck? I decided to stay with him to try to like be better for my family. And my life is literally in the same place it was years before. And that was it too. I'm like, I don't even, I barely, I knew I didn't love him and I knew I definitely didn't like him, but it was like, what the hell am I doing here? Uh, do you remember, well, recently the Johnny Depp trial? So I was watching YouTube a couple weeks ago and I actually saved this link to this, this guy. He's a behavioral analyst and he said something that just, I never really thought about before. And he was saying that there's a sunken cost fallacy that happens. And when we're invested so much time in someone, our time and our emotions, so much time into these people, it actually makes it harder to turn our backs and that we start seeing value in things that aren't that valuable. But our brain doesn't want to admit it was a complete waste. And so if we go through challenges together, it increases our loyalty to that thing. And I was like, God damn, that's yep. kind of spot on. Like yep. you want to be like the person that like, we went through all this hard time together and I spent 15 years and by God, we're going to be the happy ending. And it's that yeah. you weigh like, God, I've spent so much time. Don't want to start all over. And it kind of bonds you in this weird way. And it does this fucked up shit to your brain. You know, I'll link it in the description because yeah. it goes on and on. But he's kind of amazing yeah and he had some really good points absolutely yeah, I remember spot on. two years later still questioning him and him questioning me that I was like there's truly no trust in our relationship because he never trusted me he would come up with the most bizarre things about me and I know it was like projection um because he always had a misconception of me, which was interesting that he'd even want me to live here and want to build a life with me when that, it's like, that's what you thought of me, but yet you wanted all of this with me. And then the verbal abuse, I mean, getting into argument when my daughter was six months old, I got laid off and I ended up being off. No, sorry, she was right, it was right before she was a year old and I got laid off for six months. So this was still pretty fresh into him and I trying to fix everything. And I remember him being so fucking awful to me while I was off. And I remember one day he told me, I should have just stayed with her because you add nothing to my fucking life. You bring nothing to the table. And it was like, what am I with him for? And it was like the constant verbal and mental abuse that is like, what am I doing? And I knew then, like, I should have just ran. I remember running into a friend right around Christmas, and I'd left the house that night because he upset me so bad. And she was with me through these hard times. And she said, how are things? And I said, fine. She says, your eyes don't say that. And it was harder as every day, as every month, as every year went on that I stayed with him because I saw myself in the same place I was at years before that. And it's like, 
where could I be now if I would have left him right when this happened? And then I started kicking myself in the ass because I had too much pride. And I remember thinking, you should have just told him, yeah, you guys go have each other, live in the real world together. Now that you don't have to hide it, let's see how great your relationship could be. Okay, so what a lot of you don't know is that when we started to record this season with Sadie, she had just recently left Justin, and he was not happy with that. I honestly believe that he thought it would be the same old, same old, like he would win her back, but he clearly realized that she was done and he could feel it. The scary part was that Amber and I, for the first time, got to actually be present to see how terrifying he could be and how abusive he was towards Sadie. We will talk about all this and what goes down in the next episode. Next week on The X-Files. Here we go. This is it. I'm not turning back. I don't care what he says. I am going with this. I'm going to make him put his money where his mouth is for the first time ever. I remember like literally crying and praying out loud and I just said God help this chapter to close and whatever you have to do to help me close this chapter just do it the more I did not play into his crap the angrier he got I'm begging for him to stop I'm screaming and crying I sent the picture to you too and you guys said call the police you have to do something so I was soon in a hospital room It's like, I'm free, but at what cost? And why does it have to be this hard to leave someone? You two saved me that night. And I will be forever grateful for you two. The best feeling in the world, because there's times I'd glance in the mirror and I'd see my face and it's like, not today, motherfucker. Like, you did not win this time. Hey X-Fans, if you haven't quite got your full fix of X-Wives Thundercover or the X-Files, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and join our Facebook group. Make sure to also follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave us a five-star review.